Let's head over to the KRDO Newsline now, joined by national correspondent Aaron Rial. As we're starting to see a, a little bit of a strange trend right now, younger generations, of course, Gen Z, even some millennials driving luxury sales as the uh, shopping in that key demographic continues to get younger. Good morning, Aaron. And what's really leading to uh, this big shift? Yes, and it's not even some sales. It's all sales. So Generation Y, a.k.a. Millennials, Gen Z, they accounted for all, I repeat, all of the luxury market's growth last year. And now you have Generation Alpha, that's those that are under the age of 13, they're expected to make up a third of the luxury market by 2030. These are some precocious attitudes towards luxury, that's for sure. And what we've seen is that Gen Z consumers, they started buying luxury goods at 15, that's five years before millennials, so it would only stand to reason that Generation Alpha will go even lower. And they say by 2030, Generation Z, millennials and alpha, they're going to make up 80% of global purchases of luxury. Last year, I mean, interest rates be damned. They did not care. Luxury sales were up 22%, $380 billion earned uh, in year over year from 2021. It's an incredible market, and it's booming, and it's driven by this young growth in the luxury sector. And, and that's being driven by social media, it sounds like, because where else uh, would they be getting the idea that you need to have a Louis Vuitton bag? You nailed it. Spot on. That's what uh, Bain and Co., the consulting firm, this is all the data we're going off of from them, found, that social media is absolutely driving this. And, and you make a good point that before, you know, if you lived only a couple places in the world were you exposed to hyper-luxury like this, maybe if you grew up in New York City or Paris, maybe even London, but th that's really the only places that you'd ever have exposure to this. Now that is not the case. You open up your phone and you're exposed to it every day, all day long, and you have TikTok videos with very young kids having very hyper-luxury goods. And the luxury goods market, you know, we, we've discussed this before, but kids are not leaving the homes like they used to. And if you don't have an electric bill, then you have the option to maybe buy something nice. And they, it seems like the gateway drug is accessories, uh, leather goods, like handbags. They grew 25% last year. They were up over 40% from the pre-COVID level. So it seems like everyone was at home during the pandemic just looking at luxury goods on social media, and now they want them. And it, another interesting thing about this is the accessibility to these goods. So before, it used to be a cottage industry, the secondhand market for luxury. It's not a cottage industry anymore, not even one little bit. It's a, a big, big sector, so much so that the legacy players like LVMH, which is the conglomerate that Louis Vuitton and many other hyper-luxury brands fall under, they have now gotten into the second-hand goods market. They're in the secondary market themselves because it's booming and, and people are willing to drop the dollars for a lightly used or lovingly worn product that has already been purchased at full price. Yeah, and how is the you know the market and like the big retailers you know starting to recognize and address this shift and uh, kind of prepare for what will just continue to be that onslaught, especially when it comes to luxury goods. Do you mean big retailers like uh, like box stores like Target or what? Or, I mean, just uh, I mean any of the retailers. I know there's that you know kind of secondhand market that you mentioned, but you know, what is there any kind of idea as far as you know maybe like those big retailers, your Targets, things like that, to start carrying more luxury goods and kind of straying away from what they've been known as for years? Well, no, it's interesting that you bring that up because Amazon actually launched a luxury sector. Um, from my reporting and my research, it isn't doing particularly well, which is, it's not doing poorly, but it's not selling like they were expecting 
expecting. Um, but it seems like if you go to uh, the real real, or there's so many of them now that these secondary markets, and the uh, the original makers of these luxury products, they like the secondary market because they're like, man, if I can get paid twice for the same bag, that's that's pretty great. And if younger people want these bags, also the pay in installments platform. That has been a big driver of this as well because while it's difficult to drop, you know, two thousand dollars on a bag for anyone, dropping four hundred while also challenging isn't as challenging if you live at home with your parents and don't have an electric bill to pay. <laughs> so it, you know, if that's if that's where the money chooses to go. But I think it's such a generational shift. I don't know about you guys. I'm an elder millennial and you couldn't have given me a luxury item to make me stay at home with my parents after college. <laughs> nothing. Like, like there was, that was not a worthy trade-off. I, I wouldn't have done it. Like, and I scraped by and I paid the rent and that was the luxury. And I don't, I don't mean to sound like an old fogey. I walked up the hill in snow. But no, living with your parents was really viewed as like gross. And now it seems okay. Yeah, I, I, I'm the same with you. I would, you couldn't have paid me you know, anything to live with my parents. I don't care if it was a Ferrari, Bugatti, anything like that. Right. <laughs> Me too. And I love out. my parents, but like, no, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, it will definitely be interesting to see exactly how this generation and, you know, even next into the alphas really go with it. Aaron, we appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great day.